baseball. Baseball is one of the major sports that I played growing up. I could throw hard, I could throw it accurate, I could throw with distance. In fact, my effort made me a great candidate by certain coaches to be a pitcher. Go figure. But that accuracy didn't happen overnight, did it? I had to work at it. And the older I got, my job had to be taken more seriously. There was more on the line. I was expected to hit my target. That's the title of the lesson today, Targeted Approach. Good intentions, created actions, and healing hands. So the first point is good intentions. When Crystal and I worked at Children's Home, we had a lot of kids that we took with us to church. And uh, sometimes those kids would act up in worship or in class, not unlike our own personal kids, but they had a little bit different situation than all of us here have experienced. Now, this was nothing new for that congregation. They invited our kids and so many others from different cottages to their church, their congregation, knowing that periodically oddities will happen. Now, they knew these children had traumatic experiences, although they didn't know specifics. Not many in the congregation would claim to understand the kids or to know how to deal with the kids in a therapeutic way. So they would always seek a house parent if something went wrong, particularly in the classes. Periodically though, a parent would step in and try to deal with the kids on their own, thinking, well, I'll just deal with them as I would deal with my regular child who doesn't have these certain experiences. Usually it did not go well. Uh, you might be able to imagine that. Have you ever seen a kid pitch a fit who's a teenager on the floor in the auditorium kicking and screaming on the ground? I don't think you have. Maybe you have. I don't think so. But that's a different child. So, the helpful adult, see, did not understand the child's background and did not have the training to deal with the child and in their difficulties. The intention of the parent, of the teacher, was good. It was very good. The intention was good, but the result created more difficulties. The intention did not hit the target. Acts 19, 11 through 20, the reading that Owen brought to us this morning, I think is a very good example of someone who has good intentions. These seven sons of Sceva, they wanted to exercise demons or that evil spirit so that people could be free from them. Wow, I don't think that's a bad thing. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Acts 19, 13. 
Unfortunately for them, what happened as a result of their good intentions? It led to disaster. Why? Because they misunderstood what the name and authority of Jesus actually meant. But the evil spirit answered them. We all know this, right? Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? Acts 19.15. And we know what happened to them. I like people who have good intentions, especially with follow-through, and I think that's the key. They have their hearts in the right place, and they want to help. When we have sick people here at our congregation, we seek their welfare, don't we? We want to help them. We want to make food for them, serve them, send them cards, and if possible, visit. We do that. Our goal is to comfort and encourage throughout the week, even on a daily basis. And we hit the mark. This congregation hits the mark. We are targeted in our approach to helping people as a body to assist others who are going through difficult times. And I believe this is one of the things that Flagler Church of Christ is known for in our whole community. And I would encourage all of us to continue that good work because it matters. It matters. It is seen by others so that God gets the credit for the good works. We want God to get the credit, don't we? God is the one who uses us as hands as we talked about last week. In fact, Paul encouraged good works for the Christians in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of your own doing. It is a, the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That kind of hits on our class this morning in that particular subject. God had ready beforehand. I think that's amazing, isn't it? It really comes down to God, doesn't it? It really comes down to God. Good intentions put into godly action is a targeted approach. The second point created action. It is believed that Paul wrote the letter of Ephesians while he was in prison in Rome. So if he was Rome when he wrote it, he already had the journeys two and three and had already experienced years and years with the Ephesian congregation as well as others. And he loved them. He loved them. They were his brothers and sisters in Christ. And through him, <clears throat> that is Paul, Christ made a big impact on that particular society. So much so that the word of God negatively impacted the silver trade, the idol smiths, Acts chapter 19, 21 and following. And they were hot, weren't they? 
angry that Paul would do this. That didn't happen overnight. That was years in the making. What a great example of the Word of God creating action among new believers. They couldn't have been that old as believers. Three years maximum, maybe four. And they were already impacting the world around them. <clears throat> he taught the Word, you see, the targeted approach. That's what Paul did. The targeted approach is preaching the Word. And the faith of the Christians grew. And the faith of the Christians grew. So after the debacle of the sons of Sceva, and I'll call it a debacle because really, I don't think they were too excited to approach another evil spirit after that one. Especially after it did this to them. And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Seven sons of Sceva, one man with an evil spirit. And they were all whooped. They were all whooped. This, of course, if I was one of the sons of Sceva, I would have liked to have kept a little hush-hush under the carpet. Don't let anybody know. But when you're running out into the community naked and beat up, I think everybody's going to find out what's going on and they're going to talk. It's not usual for Jewish men to parade that way. But look what happened. Two things that created action. The name of the Lord Jesus was praised. My version says extolled. I had to look that up because I think that's almost a King James word to me. Praised, glorified, extolled. Not by the mishap in looking down at what happened to those men, but by the correct teaching of the word and who Christ was and is. Why couldn't they defeat that demon, that evil? They used the name of Jesus. They used the name of Jesus in their incantations. That's a big part of Ephesians, you'll see in chapter 1, naming the names. But it didn't work. Their form of exorcism, based on their superstition and their tradition, was not what was needed. What was needed was the true authority of Christ. And they didn't have it. But people learned about it even more so. Believers acknowledged their good intentions of following Christ. That's the second thing. And put it into action in what they needed to do. And guess what they did in Acts chapter 19, 19 through 20? They took all those expensive books of magic that these new Christians even still possessed. Because they hadn't gotten rid of it all yet, had they? And they said, whoop, I don't need this anymore. This isn't going to get me through anything. This isn't how we take care of evil spirits. We take care of evil spirits through Jesus Christ. Understanding his real authority. 
and they put it into action. I don't need that anymore. I have God. I have God. I don't need the magic books. How powerful the Word of God is on the hearts of people who want to believe and obey. Would you say it's powerful? Would you say it's significant? Yes. See, the word of the Lord increased and prevailed mightily. I may have quoted that directly. Acts 19.20. You may be wondering, oh, why I have these props up here. This is a snow shovel, and this is a tire. Someone anonymously gave our family that snow shovel. You may have seen me use it around town. It actually has created a problem for me because it makes things a little easier, so I tend to want to do more. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? How many other people have said, John, thank you very much. But I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the Lord. It might help me with my back. It might not. You see, that was an act of kindness. And what did I do with it? I put it into action. I put it into action. Action I was able to increase because of the tool. Now, look over at this tire to my left. While our family was in class Wednesday, we left the house. There was nothing in the garage. We came back, and guess what? There were four brand new tires in the garage just sitting there. It wouldn't let my wife park there, and we didn't care. Someone delivered four brand new tires and put them in the garage. I have no earthly idea who this is. We have so many people nice in this congregation, and we have so many people nice in the community. You see, but the action created, or this action they did, created action in me. And since I couldn't praise them and thank them, who do you think I turned to? Which is where it really came from to begin with if all the hearts were in the right place, even if they weren't. It's from God, who deserves my action. And my action is to praise Him. My action for my family was to praise Him and thank Him and then say a prayer of blessing for those who did such a kind thing that He may continue to bless them so that they can bless others, whoever that is. And a note came with that. Just a little bow came with that. No note. And a note came with this, and it said this. And I hope you're not... I'm trying to use this as an example, not as a build-up for me. Please understand that. Simple thank you. John, simple thank you. Kindness and generosity are far too rare. In the spirit of Matthew 5.16 and Romans 12.4-8, please accept the gift for the glory of God. Good heart in the part to fulfill a need, and in part to thank you for all the effort you exhort to teach God's love and grace to the people of Flagler. And then it says, you are a light in the darkness. Thank you for all you do. 
Who gave me that light? There you go. There you go. Why am I in this position? Because you also wanted that spread as well. Not only do I ask blessings for whomever, I'm asking blessings for our congregation because our congregation is known in Flagler as a people who help others, take care of others. Are we perfect? No. But God is, and God gets the credit. So the targeted approach of kind hearts created positive action. What kind hearts have done created positive action. So the third point is healing hands. When I think of healing hands, the first thing I think about are doctors and nurses. People who really help others who are in physical distress. <clears throat> Helping them with their needs when they can't do things. There's a gift there that of the physical that's so important but there are other kinds of healing hands and they are attached to feet of a physical body to help people in a spiritual way isaiah said this how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news who publishes peace who brings good news of happiness who publishes salvation who says to zion your God reigns, Isaiah 52, 7. Or as Paul quoted or said, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, Romans 10, 15. All of us have hands attached to feet. And we should use them to spread the good news of God's word. In words of encouragement, in words of love, and definitely in words of truth. You see, Paul used his hands and feet when he was in Miletus, in the Roman province of Asia, Acts 20, 17 and following. He asked the elders of Ephesus <clears throat> to meet him because he would not see them again. Have you ever talked with somebody for the last time? That's not an easy moment. Here he is. He reminded them what? Of his work in their area and encouraged them to continue in the same. For his glory, for his legacy, Not at all. He wanted them to remain faithful to the targeted approach of following the Lord. That's a targeted approach, to follow the Lord and continue the work that Paul demonstrated. I like how Paul closes the letter of Ephesians. Remember, he's already spent all this time with them if he's in the Roman prison when he wrote the letter. And he pretty much ends with Ephesians 6 that talks about what? 
putting on the whole armor of God? Why? So we can stand against the schemes of the devil. When doctors put on their surgical outfits, they clean their hands and such. What are they doing? They are attempting to battle the germs that can cause infection and possibly kill or affect the person they're trying to take care of. Their armor is a protection against germs. When we put on the whole armor of God, what are we doing? We seek to defend against Satan. Why? Because of the infection of sin. Paul's at the end. He's in Rome. He's not going to see him again. And what's his biggest concern? That they stay vigilant against the infection of sin in their own lives. Remain targeted on the clothing that you need to take care of for the spiritual warfare at hand. So that we can do what matters also in the realm of helping people with healing hands. So we can take on the targeted approach of spreading the gospel of Christ and strengthening the body of Christ. The infection of sin, it's a nasty infection. It's a nasty infection. The lesson is called targeted approach. The first point is good intentions. Let's continue to take our good intentions and put them into godly action. Created action. Sometimes our godly action creates godly action in others. So let's continue in this. And third, healing hands. Take precautions against the sinful nature and help others heal in God's way. The lesson is yours. If there's anybody here this morning who might need some healing hands. We're here as a body to pray with you, to comfort you, to help each other out. If there's any other needs or that, please come forward now as together we stand and sing. All to Jesus I